Hello, and we're back. My name is Vision, and I welcome you to the Lucid Experience. We still do try to find clarity amidst the clouds, but one thing I've realized is that journeys of peace start with an open mind. Definitely follow on Instagram, underscore the Lucid Experience, and you can look up the Lucid Experience on all platforms for the podcast and you look up the lucid experience on youtube for future videos based on lifestyle growth and traveling as i go on numerous journeys and take you along with me so let's start this show and we we really are back it, it's been a while so much has happened over the last month and a half um i had been a bit under the weather, I've been away for a bit, I've been sick, but I'm, I'm back now, and I didn't want my voice to be affected by what I wanted to speak on. As far as the topic goes, by the, by the way, I hope y'all are doing really good. I really do. I'm glad to be back in front of the microphone, back to spew what I feel again. It's been a while, it's been long overdue. The end of the first season is coming up, and it's almost been a year since the Lucid Experience has been in existence. It's, it's been a year since we almost taken off, and I'm I'm happy that we made it to this point. So let's let's start now. My inspiration for this specific segment came from a video that I watched on YouTube. This woman was doing a dating segment where she was talking to different people, asking them about their personality, their age, their dating experience, what they're looking for, and things of that nature. Now, one person in particular was this guy, I believe, late, was in his late 20s and early 30s. Now, I look at him, and I've seen him on several YouTube segments in these streets, and I know for a fact that he fits a certain archetype of guy and I guess because of the type of person that she finds attractive or the type of style that she goes for she's a recent divorcee and everything and has a child and is very aesthetically inclined beautiful by all means she called him Carlton Banks and by the way this guy looked, he looks nothing like Carlton Banks and acts nothing like Carlton Banks. And so that made me think. People, when people often look at men, especially when I see a lot of women look at men that they don't find necessarily aesthetically pleasing or personally wise pleasing, or they find them not as respectable they give them the Carlton Banks label and it's given a negative connotation now I, I thought about that for a while and I thought that was very insulting to him and I thought that was very insulting to the character itself now like I said we're trying to go on this journey with an open mind so I definitely want to take you on a trip I I wanted to look at the background of Carlton Banks and figure out why people 
in our culture hated him so much. And also why I can relate to him very much. As you know, Carlton Banks was one of the main characters on the show, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I often talk, have a talk of war between whether Martin or Fresh Prince was better. I mean, my heart will always be for Martin, but Fresh Prince is right there at number two. But I digress. Carlton Banks was this affluent teenage guy who was very preppy, very stocky for his size and very intelligent and what what he was pretty much about was succeeding by any means necessary what he wanted was to please his folks especially since he had both of his parents in his life his mother was a college professor and his father was a lawyer so success was no stranger to the bank's clan so while his family was succeeding he wanted to make sure he lived up to the bank's name and succeed in all things he did and because his family was very affluent he wanted to make sure that he could hold his own too even though even though his family was rich and even though he had a, had a pretty much a safety net he still wanted to make sure he got his own so being in an affluent lifestyle you're often sheltered from the certain struggles in life especially as a black kid growing up so you you avoid certain problems that others wouldn't deal with the struggles of whether the lights are on the struggles of whether they're being food at night the struggles of whether you having materials to go to school the struggles of whether you'll go to school that's nothing he had to worry about problem he probably had to worry about was what which meal was he really going to have for breakfast like a five course meal or a four and a half course meal that was one of the few things he had to worry about and the the main thing about him was that he he followed a bit of a respectability politics he he leaned more on like the black republican side and as i've gotten older and falling away from the typical stigma that's given towards Republicans and Democrats. Republicans follow more of a routine, fixed lifestyle. They aspire to achieve. They aspire to, to succeed in everything by any means necessary. And, and they they like everything organized. And that's how he was. If you always looked at his attire... He was well-dressed. Everything was ironclad. It was very kind of preppish, as if he was on a, on a sports team. But he really wasn't on a sports team at this time. And I'm talking about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, not the Fresh Prince in which things are a bit tweaked. But in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he was... Sports was not his best thing. But yet, in the academics field, he excelled. And in other things that he did, he excelled. And because of that, he always had this insatiable need to want to please his family. Failure was not an option. Excellence was the only way. And when Will came into the picture, 
somebody who was the antithesis of everything Carlton was. It threw Carlton off kilter because he, what Will received, Carlton couldn't understand how he got it so effortlessly. 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 I can't believe I'm stumbling over words. I do apologize. <laughs> but it, it was effortless at how Will obtained so easily what Carlton couldn't, which was respect, the garnering, that, the admiration, love. When it came to his siblings and the parents, Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv, the love that Will got was so easily and so relatable. Meanwhile, with Carlton, it felt like it, at times it was pulling teeth. There were times where they went to events for Will supporting it, and then Carlton was wondering why, why they were supporting Will and not him. And I guess in, in that aspect, Carlton was wondering why he was at the center of attention at that point. But in reality, he was never the center of attention because he did things very safe. He, he kind of, he, he always stuck by the playbook, never intending for it to, to go away from it. It's like a football coach. They always have a playbook and they, they put plans, they put, they put formations in it and they aspire for those formations to go a certain way to get touchdowns. But when it doesn't get touchdowns, some coaches get crazy. That's why they have playmakers. And Will, in this sense, was a playmaker. When things went left, he have he found a way to go right and make things work. Although it wasn't done with the most academic intelligence, he had to give the gab, which drove Carlton insane. Because it was something that he really wasn't taught. Like I stated earlier, Carlton was taught about respectability politics. So he aspired to please. He thought that things were more on a linear line towards success. He was very myopic. But the one thing about that is when it comes to black culture, those who are considered or have the Carlton Banks personality who are somewhat considered nerdish, or not as popular, they they are myopic in a sense where they're they're advised that there is one panel or one way to success, and diverting from it is not an option. Diverting from it will get will lead to a very set of unfortunate events. With this came jealousy. Carlton was very jealous of Will. And the fact that he got respectability in all ways Carlton couldn't. It reared his ugly head in one of the basketball episodes where Carlton stole the ball from Will and threw the shot. And the reason that he did that was because he wanted to feel the love that Will was getting because he never received that. He never received the love for just being himself. Because him, him being who he was was safe. Him being who he was was what he was told to do. He, he did it because he was told to do it. It's not because it was either the right thing for real or because he really wanted to. When you're told to do certain things, not, not because 
it's something that you're passionate about or you love it because it's the right thing to do because you're coached to do this in order to achieve excellence, there's a different type of way that things are done. Things that are done in routine rather than things that are done with passion, the differences definitely do show. With Carlton, he had no problem achieving the things that he, he set out for. But when it came to respect, when it came to admiration, when it came to love, when it came to popularity, when it came to girls, he was always one step behind Will. And that blew his mind. That infuriated him. And you saw numerous episodes where Carlton stepped out of his normal routine in order to gain that respectability that he wanted in order to gain that love that he saw Will got. And it put him in some very unfortunate situations where Will got uh, damaged at Carlton's expense or sacrificing to help Carlton. And in those situations, Carlton got exposed to the real world and then found out what it's like when things don't always go the way that you have it planned. And it changed his life forever. And then he became a bit more reformed, still having that that feel of excellence, but experiencing failure for the first time in all aspects of realizing that things could be definitely a bit fine-tuned. I, I see that. And I see why black culture truly didn't respect or don't respect Carlton Banks because he uh, he has that nerdish type of personality it, it could be considered very pompous it could be considered very arrogant and especially considering he was very affluent you didn't even have to really be wealthy in order to get the get the anger of black culture towards you you just had to have enough you if you had both parents in the house if you didn't have to worry about whether your lights were going to go on or not, if you had pencils, sharpened pencils in class, if you had clothes that fit you, clothes that look clean, if you smelled good, if you had both parents that came in parent-teacher conference, you had parents that helped you in, 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 in homework, if you had parents that helped you in the house, if they loved you, if they showed up for you when they when you needed them that was a lot more than a lot of people in black culture had and the one thing that black culture loves to romanticize more than anything is struggle you're not you're not deserving of success if you don't struggle you don't you don't deserve you don't deserve success if you don't go through something and the thing is when it came to those those tangible things, Carlton didn't have to struggle. His family did that enough for him, so that way he could live a better life than they did. And they were, and his peers, there was a lot of jealousy. In black culture, when you have people that are like him, there's a lot of jealousy. This is partially why people hated him because he had a lot of things, or he was what they wished they were. Or if they had what he had, they knew that they would excel better. But there's always the flip side. What was the one? What was a few things that Carlton wanted? 
Carlton wanted respect. For so you see, for all the positives that he um, exuded, there was always very various negatives. The idea of being always overlooked for things that you necessarily don't really have much control over. The idea that there are certain social cues that you don't catch on to because you're not in those situations. The idea that if you follow a certain playbook that you get a certain result and when you don't get that certain result, you get a bit flustered. He didn't know how to necessarily adapt or kind of do things on the fly. But you see people who struggled in black culture. Some of them were, the pl were playmakers in that sense. They may have not had all the, the intelligence, but they knew how to work on the fly. They knew how to do, make things change on the fly. They knew how to finesse. They had a bit of gift of gab because all that all they had was themselves. They didn't have anybody else to fall fall down on. There's a gift and a curse for having that at such a young age. You get some necessary tools when you're younger, but there's a ignorance that comes when you see those that don't understand what you had to go through. And you see those that have had it a bit better than you. You you have that that exterior shell that hardens you and make and and makes you have vitriol towards those who've had it a little bit better than you. What Carlton had to fight for was that that respect and that and one thing I've learned is that respect, that respect, that acceptance, that love goes a long way longer than any tangible thing that you can have and it holds more value because what really was really valued in life are the connections that you make the people that you know because you have to work hard to maintain those connections you see relations with people and working towards those and making sure they're they're fruitful is one of the most beneficial things that you can obtain in life more more valuable than any job you have more valuable than any degree you could have and that was something Carlton had to learn a bit later in life when he failed especially when going to Princeton and the reason that he guys going to Princeton was because of the shame that he felt the shame that he felt in which he was told to do something he was told to achieve a certain goal and he did everything he could to but he didn't get it and he guys did because of the shame that he felt and I understand that because sometimes when when it comes to certain people in black culture who label nerds or label that lifestyle they hide their failures because they don't want to be looked at as less than oh we haven't even gotten to how Carlton's mannerisms made him look as less black in the culture than his counterparts Imagine you being able to elocute your words so effortlessly that people uh, around you are unable to understand and therefore they call you white because from where they come from, if you are white, you know how to speak better than we do. That There's a level of respect that comes from not really being able to 
express yourself in such a way. Carlton's blackness was often questioned. The way he spoke, the way he did things. Hell, even the fake fraternity he tried to join the in, in, in the show. The dean players in that in, in that thing, the dean of pleasures in that, didn't accept him because he was jealous of how affluent a life Carlton lived. It made him work harder to try to try to be more more like the others, but in the end still rejected because he couldn't get over how Carlton was or what Carlton did. Carlton worked hard to show that he belonged. And in the, even in the end he still wasn't accepted. And people like like Carlton have had that happen. They work so hard to, to be accepted by others. They do everything. They master every task that's in front of them, but yet they still won't be accepted. And that can sometimes be daggering to a person's ego, a person's soul. No matter how hard you try to prove that you're black to someone that, that says that you aren't, even though your skin color shows it, they still don't look at you as one of them. You're still not looked at as who you are. Because we we give all these attributes to somebody being black or being themselves through through personality features and things of that nature rather than just accepting the person for who they are. The reason I can relate to Carlton Banks is because I felt that way as well. I've been feeling that way for a while, especially when I was younger. I grew up with both parents in my house. They're still married to this day, almost 31 years in August. Thank the Lord. They taught me right from wrong. They taught me how to speak before the age of two. They taught me all the things that I needed to know before I went to kindergarten. I didn't go to preschool. But still, their main thing was following the process of education and doing things right, doing what you're supposed to do, and you will be rewarded. And that was my focus. I didn't know. I didn't know anything else outside of that. I just knew that you had to do what you were supposed to do, do what you were told to do, and you'll be, you'll be well. But as I matriculated into pre adolescence into adolescence one thing I did realize was that the results were not matching the results were not resulting although I was achieving I was blowing grades out of the water one thing that I was lacking was the social acceptance the one thing that I was lacking was the love outside not to mention being an only child meant that you were, you had to compete with yourself. There was a standard of excellence. Although my folks did not attend college, my dad was well revered. It is well revered based off of his personality, based off of how he leads, based off of how he carries himself. And my mom is revered based off of how she cares about others. Her compassion is bar is the best bar none. No one can compare to her. So I had very big shoes to fill, especially since my aunts and uncles looked up to them, even the, even the ones that were older than my dad. 
and my mom. They were kind of the standard of, that's not necessarily excellence, but they were the standard of what you would want when it comes to a person in the life to be productive and successful. Things didn't start out that way, though. They worked hard. They got it from the mud as well, union jobs. But yet they made it, they made a concerted effort to make sure that together they achieved and, and that's what they instilled in me. And their hope was that with those instilled principles that I would succeed, just like with Carlton Banks, his parents instilled those principles in him, hoping that they, he would be very successful. But one thing you find out is that time changes things. When I grew up on my block in Brooklyn, New York, I was always kind of made fun of for speaking quote unquote white never learning the slang that was out there in that day never really getting hip to the pop culture that was out there never really hanging out with the people that were that was out there and it hurt because the one thing that as a child that you want is that social acceptance because it helps you grow mentally it helps you be able to relate to others especially your homeboys that are you're growing up with on the block, especially from the sandbox days. Not having that respect for mutual respect is something that helps that makes you struggle. It makes you struggle out here. Because you could you could get good grades, you could get all these tangible things, but the things that are intangible hold more value than that. And the and the idea of respect of your peers, not having that, and no matter how much you try to go the opposite way it still doesn't matter it still doesn't reach that goal that's tough that happened that transpired from junior high to high school even to college and when you're in when you're growing up you all that want to belong is always there i remember joining so many groups and organizations Partially because of their principles, but also looking for that group where I felt like I could belong. And one after another, the initial feeling was there, but as time went on, things looked very forced and things looked very, not, I'm not even going to say fake, but things just did not work out the way I wanted to. It, what was planned was not the case. Like the operation may have been a success game people in, but the whole mission died. No matter how much I achieved, it always felt as if I was an outsider looking in. No matter how respectable I was, I was always overlooked. And the one thing even in my twenties and to late twenties that I fought for the main thing was that social capital because that social capital goes a long way it forms bonds that can that can span a lifetime even when it came to relationships one thing I had to learn was that although you may be excelling and doing what you're supposed to do that really doesn't have anything to do with the price of tea in China when it comes to relating to affairs of love that's those two don't intersect 
And for the longest time, I had to struggle with that. I didn't have my first girlfriend until I was 23. And even then, I had gotten a lot of side eyes regarding the person I chose. But in my mind, I was the person that accepted me. But I always felt like what I was doing wasn't good enough. No matter how hard I tried, that it wasn't good enough. And when I when it came to leaving that relationship, that acceptance still wasn't there. It's like because the, the one thing I was always told when I was younger was that I would never get a girlfriend. I would never be able to drive because I couldn't ride a bike. I can only imagine how Carlton felt when he was told that there were certain things that he'd never be able to do. He was always um, made fun of when it when it came to his virginity, and when he lost it. At, for that moment, he felt like the king of the world. But at the same moment, his ego was crushed when she when he realized that she went back to it, her old fling. So that one moment where he he felt like he accomplished something, it, he realized it went to nothing. Imagine how many times people who could relate to him have had moments where they felt like they were the man when they walked through. But then they realized that the moment didn't mean much. I remember having situations where I felt like I got finally got the monkey off my back, but it was all just a, a illusion. I there was also one thing that happened with Carlton that a lot of you want to talk about. He had vices. Carlton's vice was gambling and. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And the Fresh Prince Carlton's vice was pharmaceuticals. But for me, a bit a bit a bit of drinking was a thing. But since I was on campus, it was I felt a bit more safe in a sense. And when I was at parties, I never I never drove. But when I was at parties, I often felt overlooked by everybody around. And I often felt like if I didn't loosen up, I was always don't I, I I would not get that garnering attention that I wanted, that social acceptance, that social capital. So drinking was a way to loosen up. And I did loosen up, started dancing, even though I really was not a good dancer. Still, I'm not the best to this day, but nonetheless, I did. But it, oh, I always found that the laughter and everything wound up being one-sided and not really laughing with me. At least I felt that way. And it took it took a while, especially when I had my first like real long-term relationship. I know I noticed that when it, when Carlton dealt with women it always felt like they they wanted him because they they could gain something from him not because of whom he was I often felt that way when it came to dealing with people I felt like a lot of people dealt with me because of something they could obtain from me not because of who I really am because for the people that have been with, with me for the long haul they know who I really am I have my ebbs and my flows. I have my good times and my bad. But they still they're still ride for me. A lot of people don't know. They they really don't know who I am. They don't know the struggles that I've been through. 
for the longest time I've always aimed to gain that social capital that social respect because as one of my brother said loving the skin I am in has been one of the biggest struggles but I think I finally got to that point where I'm comfortable being in the skin I'm in even in my, in my last relationship I often felt like it would it was one-sided. I was like slash love because of what I could do for the person, not for what they could do for me. And it wound up being a disaster. Because even in that relationship, I was labeled green because of social things I really didn't understand at that point. Because when you don't have that much experience in relationships, you don't know certain things that, that happen and how to react at those times. Similar with Carlton, he he didn't know how to act in certain cases, so Will had to teach him. But the thing was, when Will did it, although he playfully joked him, he still cared. I was made fun of. Therefore, there was always that weird introduction when it came to her friends. But the interesting thing is that I never felt the same respect. I always felt like there was a, a condescending um, level of interaction. And I always felt like I had to, I always had to be outside of myself in order to gain respect. Hell, I remember even a few times in college where I felt like dressing up, where I saw people who dressed up got more attention, more acclaim, and more love. I felt like that, doing that would be a bit of an image booster and garner what I wanted but it didn't work and then the one thing I realized right then is there it's not about what you have it's not about the tangibles it's all about what's inside of you what's inside of your heart what's inside of your soul that people care about and the connections that you make will last longer than any tangible thing that you have you have to, I had to really work hard to get to this point in my life where I'm comfortable in the skin that I'm in. I had to work hard, really hard, to gain the social capital that I did, to garner the respect that I did amongst the close friends that I have. I remember so many days where I see groups of people that I thought I used to bang with, and they were out and everything, and I always wonder why was I never invited, but... I realized that was just God looking out for a player saying people who truly want you will always request your presence. That's why I'm so thankful for Blue Five because I've ever, and this is no, no shot to any other groups that I've been a part of and things of that nature. But since I've come across a certain group of people, they've requested my presence around me because there's a genuine concern, a genuine care for growth, a genuine love. And this is not not talking about my close circle of people that always rock with me. I appreciate them. I love them to death. I always have their back. But it's always good to know that you can you can be in a couple of circles. You you can bump fists with, with different people and have that same revere, that same respect around. So, in, in short, the reason that people hated Carlton Banks was because 
they thought that he had everything that they wanted, but all he had was just a little bit more money. He he had a, a better upbringing, but yet the one thing that makes blackness a common thing is that we all have our struggles and our letters that we have to climb. No two journeys are equal. But the one thing is that we're all trying to become better people at the end of the day. I thank you for for staying this far. This one has been a bit of a longer episode more or segment more than often, but I had to come back with a bang. I have one more episode for this season. And then we'll be going to season two actually a bit quicker than expected. But I, I like the direction that my podcast is going. I'm glad I feel better. My fear was that I was going to have to cut the podcast short and have different pauses because my voice would often flutter. But I'm so thankful that it didn't. God is a is a, always a working God. I'm thankful for that. And if you listen this far, I'm thankful that you rock with me. So, if you have, definitely subscribe. Tell a friend to listen. I have 10 other episodes that you can look at and witness the growth of me throughout these episodes. Five stars. Share, tell a friend, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Instagram, the lucid experience, or no, Instagram underscore the lucid experience, YouTube, the lucid experience, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the lucid experience. We're definitely going places, and I hope that you pack light because in order to maintain peace with open mind, your, your bag needs to be light in order to retain this knowledge. So once again, my name is Vision, and this is the Lucid Experience. Until the next episode, you take care.